0: Hello and welcome to Inside the Americas. I'm de Souza. Coming up on the show this week. Brazil's president vows to bring those responsible for carrying out Sunday's riot to book. Lula de Silva, praised for how he managed a crisis a week, into the new job. Now, hundreds of people have been released on humanitarian grounds after Sunday's riot in Brazil's capital. Over 1,500 pro-Bolsonaro supporters had been arrested after they stormed government buildings in Brasilia. Now, authorities have issued arrest warrants to two former senior officials, including one who used to be Bolsonaro's justice minister, who recently served as security chief in Brasilia. Here's a look back at how Sunday's events unfolded.
1: It was a surreal scene, Brazilian protesters singing the national anthem after storming the country's congress. Supporters of former President Jair Bolsonaro had forced their way into Brazil's seats of power, ransacking everything in their way in the space of a few hours, including here in the presidential palace.
2: As you can see, everything has been destroyed.
1: It began at 2 p.m. on Sunday, with a crowd of some 3,000 protesters marching on the Three Powers Plaza, the location of the National Congress, the Presidential Palace and the Supreme Court. The plaza was cordoned off, but the mob easily broke through the police barricades. In a few minutes, these people that still refused to acknowledge Bolsonaro's defeat in the last presidential election had reached the heart of power in Brazil. The police sometimes appeared surprisingly passive, Some of them even taking out their phones to film the scene. Others, like this mounted guard officer, were attacked and completely overwhelmed by the rioters. Their rampage lasted several hours. It wasn't until around 5 p.m. that riot police regained control of the situation. An hour later, President Lula declared a federal intervention in Brasilia, giving his government emergency powers over the local police force to restore law and order in the capital. We believe that there was a lack of security and I want to tell you that all those who did this will be found and will be punished." Police arrested some 300 people caught in the act. The next day authorities took stock of the extent of the damage, the smashed up windows and offices and prized Brazilian artworks vandalized. Meanwhile outside, Brazilian soldiers and police dismantled a camp opposite the army's headquarters where Bolsonaro's supporters had been protesting since his defeat and which was used as a base for the rioters. A further 1,200 of them were detained.
3: I can't stand Bolsonaro's supporters anymore. They think they have the right to take over the country despite not winning the election. The majority voted for Lula, and that must be respected.
1: Lula's emergency powers decree allows federal security forces to intervene in Brasilia until the end of the month. The district's governor has been suspended for the capital's lax security and an arrest warrant was issued for its security chief, an ally of Bolsonaro's. The authorities haven't hesitated in calling it an attempted coup. It's a difficult start to the presidency for Lula, who'd made national reconciliation one of his campaign promises.
0: We can now bring in Guilherme Casaroynch, a political scientist based in Sao Paulo. Thank you very much for joining us here on France 24. Will Sunday's riots strengthen the hand of the current president, Lula da Silva?
3: Well, uh, Lula has had a very swift uh, response to the the Sunday riots. So uh, in a way, I can see his presidency being strengthened by the events of Sunday. And judging by the reactions of the international community, Uh, Many around the world see Lula as the guardian, as the champion of democracy in Brazil. So that might be good news for the president. But, of course, there are challenges. I mean, the way Lula will deal with the armed forces and with the security, uh, state-based security forces from now on, is a question that's still unanswered.
0: And can... Lula da Silva unify the country. Given how close the election was last year, I mean, just it came down to fifty point nine to forty nine point one percent. That's how much Jair Bolsonaro got uh, in the second round of the vote, and and supporters of Bolsonaro think the election was stolen. So can Lula actually unify the country?
3: Well, Lula is a very experienced politician. He's a conciliator. He's a negotiator. So, from the political system's point of view, I think that Lula will be able to at least to govern with the multiple parties that we have in Congress right now. Uh, When it comes to Brazil society, however, I think things will be a little bit more difficult. And I would say that reconciliation will be a task for a generation, not just for one president, especially because Lula himself, even though he's very popular, he's also a very divisive personality in Brazil, especially thanks to the anti-Workers Party and anti-Lula sentiment that has gone around for Uh, almost a decade now. So it's not in the hands of Lula to reconcile the country, but at least to kickstart this process that might take uh, at least a generation to finish.
0: Now, the riot in Brasilia and the insurrection on the U.S. Capitol in 2021 were strikingly similar. Supporters of the losing candidate in the presidential election challenged the outcome of the vote by taking matters into their own hands
2: fervent mobs who believe they're doing good for their country by attacking its highest institutions. The police being incredibly ill-prepared, even raising suspicions of possible complicity. For many, scenes playing out in Brasilia were like a deja vu, happening two years after the January 6th Capitol riot in Washington. Both were triggered by far-right presidential candidates refusing to recognize the outcome of an election.
0: This is not about the continuity of the electoral process,
3: this is terrorism, it's a coup."
2: When he was president, Jair Bolsonaro earned the nickname Trump of the tropics for his nationalist agenda and leadership style. Both were outsiders who challenged the political establishment. Bolsonaro's rejection of his election defeat as a fraud seems to come straight out of Trump's playbook. And just like the former U.S. president, the Brazilian used social media to spread lies and incite outrage among his loyalists. However, there are also notable differences. Trump was still in power when he encouraged his supporters to head to the Capitol to stop Congress from certifying the election result. The riot in Brasilia came one week after Lula was inaugurated, with Bolsonaro having already left the country.
3: There is no kind of em- Brazilian embrace of the big lie like you had in the United States. Uh, and I think that's a very fundamentally different starting point, And that's an advantage for Lula.
2: However, Lula does not enjoy majority support in Parliament, unlike Joe Biden did when he took office, and will have to work with a Congress that is largely in the hands of his political opponents.
0: We can bring in Guilherme Kazaroinch in uh, once again. Uh, Guilherme, Bolsonaro supporters say they're just getting started. Uh, Is democracy in Brazil under threat?
3: Well, I think it is, unfortunately. And uh, let me just disagree with the point that Brazilians didn't really buy the big lie in Brazil. I think they did. 58 million voters uh, have chosen Bolsonaro in the October elections. And I think that most of these voters truly believe that there, there have been problems with the electoral process in Brazil. So the integrity of voting machines and the the, the, the quality of the electoral process uh, have been challenged by many of Bolsonaro's supporters. And even though the, the storming of the public buildings in Brazil took place after Lula had taken office. I think that the process is very much similar to the one that we found in the United States. The the underlying uh, premise of uh, rioters in Brazil is exactly the same. Elections were not valid, and we must reinstate power to the hands of President Bolsonaro, who happens not to be in Brazil right now. He fled the country two days before Lula's inauguration, but still, the narrative of electoral fraud goes on in in the country. Of course, uh, the main difference, I would say, between Brazil and the United States, if we compare not only the events but the process, is that the Brazilian far right is not only uh, tributary to the American far right, but it also takes us back to the good old days of the military dictatorship in Brazil, Um, the the, military—the militaristic characteristic of this far-right movement in Brazil is very strong, and that's why we have so many Bolsonaro supporters asking for a military intervention in the country with Bolsonaro in power.
0: Guillaume, you touched on this point, the similarities between Donald Trump and Jair Bolsonaro, because both men never admitted defeat and they never attended the inauguration of the successor. So clearly, in their supporters' minds, their candidates were essentially robbed of the election.
3: It's a strategy. Exactly. It's a strategy. Uh, Bolsonaro, ever since he lost the elections on October 30th, Bolsonaro has remained largely silent about uh, the protests against the election. So in, in his supporters' minds, it sounded like uh, an authorization to keep on going with the protests and uh, with violence. So even though Bolsonaro is now trying to distance himself from whatever has taken place in Brazil over the last few uh, days. Uh, I would say that Bolsonaro's silence uh, after he lost the elections and his refusal to concede have been very clear messages to his supporters that they should keep on protesting.
0: Donald Trump was down the street in Washington, D.C. when the insurrection happened on the U.S. Capitol. Jair Bolsonaro was out of the country. He was in Florida. Uh, He says uh, he needed hospitalization. Can he downplay his involvement in
3: these riots? Yes, he can, but it's very hard to deny that there are fingerprints of Bolsonaro and his family all over the riots of Sunday. Um, There may be no direct connections between what we saw in Brazil and a direct order from Bolsonaro or any of his uh, inner circle members, but, at the same time, we have seen Brazil uh, serving as a laboratory for extremist ideas and tactics for the last four years. So, of course, there's something of Bolsonaro in these riots. And uh, after the investigations uh, uh, are concluded in Brazil, we might find out that there are financers and, of course, narrative creators, constructors of many narratives that spread across WhatsApp and social media that might take us uh, down to Bolsonaro.
0: And Guillaume, super briefly, uh, if you will, uh, what happened on Sunday could not have happened without complicity uh, with senior officials, could it have?
3: No, not really. Uh, One of the reasons why the rioters uh, stormed the buildings on, on a Sunday was that the police officers of Brasilia, and that's why we had a federal intervention right afterwards? They sort of turned a blind eye to whatever was going on down there, and even the armed forces seem to be complicit at this point. And that's a challenge for the Lula administration.
0: Guilherme uh, Casarange, thank you very much uh, for joining us on the program today. Thank you. That's it for this edition of Inside the Americas from Al Jazeera Team. Thank you very much for watching. Princes Islands, off the coast of Istanbul. Here, the outcome of the AKP being in power for 20 years is dividing opinion. There are those who are suffering from inflation. Those who disagree with President Erdogan's immigration policy. And then, and then there are those who've always supported him. For the president, how the young vote will be decisive in the June 2023 elections. Be visited on France 24 and France24.com.